hope like me set you in the mood for the word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. And I don't mind amens and hallelujahs because we have an awesome Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm going to not pity party around. I'm just going to get right into the Word of God. And before I do that, I have one announcement. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, I've been asked to give a half hour, a 45-minute mini-sermon, if I can call it that, at the Mission First Church. Anybody know where that is? You're, you are invited. Uh, it's not the same message as this. I'm going to say this, and I didn't intend to say it. The Word of God is so precious and so filled with all kinds of spiritual gems. You never have to preach the same sermon on the same day with the same message. Can I get a witness? So, I guess I'm trying to contain myself even now, and let's start. Number 33. If you're wondering what time that is, that's at 3 o'clock. Now, it's called the First, First United Methodist Church, but outside you will see Mission First. I hope you come out. I hope you come to support me because I certainly need support. The last two verses of Titus chapter 3 read as follows. And let our people also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs that they may not be unfruitful. Now, this is the last three verses. I know I put up two fingers, but this is the last three verses. There's two verses. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in faith. Grace be with you. Here's another. Here's Darby's comments. Same verses. And let ours also learn. This is Paul talking to Titus themselves to good works when necessary once that they may not be unfruitful. And I, again, know I'm going to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to repeat this. God wants every born again Christian to be fruitful. Can I get a witness? Here I go again. Don't sit back on your laurels and say, I'm Born again, that's, that's it. There's a lot more God expects from us. No, I didn't say you became lost. But God does. He's jealous for his glory. And he wants every born again Christian to, to function in the body of Christ. Let ours also learn themselves to good works for necessary ones that they may not be unfruitful. All with me salute you, salute those who love us in the faith. 34. Do you remember? Yes, I'm asking you to remember that good deeds follow Salvation. Brother Bruce, you're always hounding on this order of transformation. 
Do you remember that good deeds, good works follow salvation? For ye are saved by grace. And this not of yourself, it is God's gift. It's not a gift, it's God's gift. Not on the principle of works, not one, not one might boast. I know I said it before, so please forgive me if I'm irritating you. I'm going to say it again and again and again. Maybe it's because I can't get over it. Well, what can't you get over, Brother Bruce? Brother Bruce, Christian, you will never in your entire life or existence be able to say, I earned my salvation. It's all the grace of God. Please, whoever you are, don't tell me how good you are unless you're pointing to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. For we are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has before prepared. Can you say the word prepared? prepared. Brother Bruce, here you go again. Well, God has a definite plan. He has prepared a path, whatever you'd like to call it, He's prepared. He set the stage for you to walk in a certain pattern. Thank you, Miss Sheila. And I don't, I'm trying to hold myself back. Maybe I shouldn't. God and his son, the God-man, has a definite plan for every born-again Christian. And he's waiting for you to say, and some of you and many of you have already said, here am I. Send me. Are you prepared for the journey that he has set before you? Or are you still wandering in the wilderness. 35. But this morning I would like to take you and me back to the moment of our salvation and talk about some biblical, radical, and wonderful things that happened to you when you got saved. I was talking to Miss Cheryl this morning, the one who is in the technical department, and I told her the name of this sermon is Radical, because when you get saved, that's right, when you get saved, some radical things happen to you. The complete reversal of what you used to be. And I know I said it before. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But we were once, did you notice that once? We, not just you, me, I, you were blind. 
But now, you get to see. Can I get a witness? Thank God that he took me out of the power of Satan and transferred Brother Bruce and you into the kingdom of his son. We had a Bible study the other day. We had several translations of rescued, taken. God took you and me. He rescued us. And he also transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan himself, and translated you, I know I said it, to the kingdom of his son. Thank God for that once and for all. He didn't have to do it again, just once. Why do you say that, Brother Bruce? Because somebody said that already. It is finished. If nobody, no one could have taken you from the power of, the, of Satan himself and translated it, actually translated in the mind of God, you've already been taken out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's beloved son. So, Brother Bruce, what are some of those radical well, here's one. I was born into the family of God. This is what happened to you. And now have. Say now have. Not in the future, not in the past, but it covers the past. But right now, you have a personal relationship with him who is both my heavenly father and my earthly father. I know I added to it. I better read that again. I was born into the family of God and now have a personal relationship with him as my heavenly father. He is my provider as well as my protector as well as my creator. This person who recognizes who recognize you as a sinner, who saw where you were headed. And I don't care what people say. I care what the Word of God says. He took you out of the grip of Satan. And I'm going to say it whether you like it or not. You and I were not only going to the grave, you and I were going to hell. And thank God, what a rescue. And some of you think hell is just a grave. All you got to do is read Revelation chapters 22 and 23, and I'm not going to read them. And re read Luke chapter 16. Well, I'll take my chances. You didn't take it. You didn't take a chance. You took a giant leap into the grip, hell, and even he is going to be there. And he's not the ruler of hell. 
being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the living and abiding word of God. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the privilege to be the children of God to those that believe on his name, who have been born, not of blood. I want to tell you something right. You weren't, you weren't saved because your parents were saved. You got to get saved yourself. Not of blood, not of the flesh's will. I know in the King James it says, nor the will of the flesh, but of God. Well, what does it mean to be born again? Jesus answered and said, 36, Jesus answered and said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except anyone be born anew or again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, well, how can a man be born being older? My mind keeps wanting to switch back to the King James. Can he enter a second time into the womb of his mother and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except anyone be born of the water. And what else? Of the spirit. Now, I'm not going to debate with you whether it means water baptism. In my understanding, it does not. It means the water of the word. You got to hear the word of God before you can get saved. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel. I know it says wonder. Do not marvel that I say to you, it is needful. You, singularly, plural. Which one is it? You and and your group. You're religious. I know I said it before. Forgive me. You know the Ten Commandments. You even got baptized in that pharisaical group. Nicodemus, I plead with you. You and your entourage, they keep all the rules, they get baptized, they keep all the rituals. Nicodemus and your group, you must be born again. The Greek says D-E-I. I might have it backwards. It is necessary. Why is it necessary? For you and I were all born with a sinful nature. There's not a tabula rasa in here. It's filled from your very birth with sin. And you and I didn't even know it. Nicodemus, you out there, I don't Imagine who you are. You must be born again. Radical. Change number one. Number two. You in my name. I like this. Were recorded in the Lamb's book of life. Can I get a witness? Don't you know, and I'm not trying to explain the order of it. No, I'm not getting into it. If you're saved, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And after a careful study, it will never be erased. If you're saved, you're saved eternally. God offers you no 
God offers you no secondary salvation. He offers a full salvation based on the finished work of the Lamb of God. If it were based on angels or you or me or any, let me just say this, forget it. Nevertheless, in this rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but you're, let me, I didn't say that right. Nevertheless, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you as talking to his disciples, but rejoice that your name, your names are written in heaven. Jesus knows. Is your name written there already? No, I'm not going to get into the exigencies of what I just said. But he did say, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And there shall be no wise enter into anything unclean or he that maketh an abomination and a lie. But only they, only they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. Wouldn't you say if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that's radical. Number 38, yes, I beseech thee also, true young fellow, help those women, for they labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. I've got a question. Say question. I'm going to try not to get excited. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is it written there? I would say that's pretty radical. Is your name. And you know if nobody else knows, you should know. And I'm going to say this. I don't know why I'm interjecting with this. There are some people here you know you're living in sin. You don't want to have anything to do with Christ of God. But God sent you here because this might be your last message. Can I get a witness? And if you pass from this life to the next, and I'm going to say it again. Yes, you've heard it again. Don't you let any false prophet tell you that when you're dead, it's over. It's just beginning. I plead with you, get saved today. Don't let another hour pass by. That you come in and say, that you, not you come in and say, that you say, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my heart and be my personal Savior. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? 39. I call it number three radical. I was granted, if this is not radic radically different, 
I don't know what else I could say. I was granted a pardon for my sins, and I am eternally free from the penalty. Did you realize that? And power of my sins. Wouldn't you say radical? Can I get a witness? That's radical. Penalty. From the penalty and power of, I put it in brackets, my sins. God freed you and me when we got saved from the power. Don't say this like Flip Wilson. Well, the devil made me do it. Devil didn't make you do it. You and I wanted to do it. Can I get a witness? But God freed you from the power and the grip. For by grace have you been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. I know I said it before. It is the gift of God. And some of you who love to read the word, and I hope everybody does. Some Bibles for by grace have you been saved. I'm going to say this. For, forgive me for those who already know. It's in the perfect tense in the Greek. And some say the pluperfect tense. Either, either way, it means you have been saved by God's grace. In the past, it was completed. And it continues to be God's grace that keeps you saved. You don't keep yourself saved. You couldn't do it if you wanted to. Can I get a witness? It is God who saved you through his son completely. You can look it up for yourself to ask somebody to show you. It's either in the pluperfect tense, which means it's like a double, no, no, you can never be lost. Well, Brother Bruce, if I could never be lost, I might as well go out and do anything I want. You got a new spirit that wants to do what God wants you to do. Not of works that no one should glory. And I'm, I'm going to repeat this, I know, so bear with me, for we are his workmanship. It comes from the, we get our word poetry from it. What does that mean, Brother Bruce? God is working in each Christian to, I'll use this bottle, shape him and mold him and make him into the image, a beautiful image of God's beloved son. Matter of fact, and not, this is not in your notes, so don't, don't be offended. This is my Son, listen to him. God was so happy with what his son was doing. But he can be happy with what he sees. He can actually, oh, way to go, brother of so-and-so. Way to go. Here he goes again. I'm meeting me. Don't you want to hear? 
the Lord say to you personally, well done. Don't you want to hear that? And I'm going to just be honest with you. No, you didn't lose your salvation. And I'm talking about me too. So don't get my, don't be apprehensive that I'm talking about you because only you know. Is he going to be ashamed? Because once you got saved, you turned back into the world. Can I get a witness? And God the, God the Father is going to do everything he can to turn you around and turn me around. And the key word there is one that we use in our Bible study sometime. Repent. Turn around. I didn't say turn around and regain your salvation. I said turn around, repent. Tell God, I'm sorry. Give me the strength like you always have to live the way you want me to live. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say what my wife says to me sometime. What's wrong with you? And I have to say, sorry, honey. I did it again. You are a new person with a new nature, with new aspirations and ambitions. Why is that? Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. And put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness. Do you realize when you got born again, you were created. Did, did you understand that I didn't say a makeover job in the sense of whitewashing you? He actually created you in a righteousness and true holiness. Can I get a witness? He gave you a personal righteousness and holiness. I'll tell you why you can do that. Because I like to say it, he is God. That's why. That's only number four. I probably am not going to get done with this message, but that's okay. It is vain. I'm going to start at the top. Radical. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or new creature. It is vain for a man to profess affinity with Christ according to the flesh while he is unchanged in his heart and life. I'm going to stop right there. Oh, that was a great sermon. But I'm still going to live just the way I plan to live. It is vain for a man to profess affinity to Christ according to the flesh while he is unchanged in his heart and life and dead in trespasses and sins. For he that is in Christ, that is a genuine Christian, having Christ dwelling in his heart by faith. Did you get that? Christ dwells in the Christian. And this is not metaphorical. 
like symbolical. This is an actual truth. A literal truth. His old state has changed. He was a child of Satan. What? You and I were a child of Satan? Yes, we were. He is now a child of God. He was a slave of sin, and his works were death. He is now made free from sin and has the fruit of holiness and the end everlasting life. If I can't get an amen to my, I'm walking out of this church. Please say amen. amen. He was before, I think I skipped a sentence, but he was before full of pride and anger. He is now meek and humble. He formerly had his portion in this life. Soon as I leave here, I'm going out and get a fix. Shame on you, Christian. And I'm going to say this, and it's not in your home. It's not in your nose. You want God to take you home before you get home. No, you're not lost. But you're living like an unscanted, an unchanged, an unprofitable world. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm going to say it again. And I, I have the slightest idea. You keep on acting like the world, and God just might take you home. He formerly had his portion in this life, had lived for this world. He now has God for his portion, and he looks not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are eternal. Therefore, all things are passed away. Brother Bruce, Brother Christian, I look at things differently now. I used to have a very, very poor attitude. And everything was wrong. Everybody's, everybody's wrong except everybody's wrong, and I'm the only one right. Let me put it this way. You're kidding yourself. Forty-three. Oh, radical. This is, let me get my page right. important. <clears throat> Radical 4 continuing. I repeated the last part of what I just read. He was before full of pride and wrath. He is now meek. He formerly had his portion in this life and lived for the world. I'm going to ask you again, and I don't want to know who you are. Because it's none of my business unless you want to come and talk to somebody. What are you talking about, Pastor Bruce? He formerly had his portion this life and lived for the world. You and I. The word repentance has dropped out of sermons for today. But in the word of God, I don't want to spill this, but by the word of God, it's still in there. Repent.
and he looks not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are eternal. Therefore, old things are passed away. Radical number five, your spirit. I'm going to, I have, I know I keep saying this. I don't have the slightest idea who I'm, who the Lord has set on my heart in the sense of not knowing. Your spirit has been regenerated and you have spiritual life to go along with your physical life, giving you the possibility of totally fulfilled life. Let's break it down to a normally talk. You've been regenerated. I'm telling you, and many of you have experienced it, the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to say this, I don't care who doesn't like it, the Holy Spirit is a person who comes to dwell and renew and refresh and do all his work in the person who knows Jesus Christ and make you more and more confirmed to the image of God's dear Son. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you are the same today as you were a year ago, just maybe something's wrong. If you haven't grown, and whoever you are, if that convicts you, so be it. I'm going to say it again. I don't know who I'm talking to. Stop living like the world. You've been regenerated. It wasn't an outside job. It was inside. And I mentioned the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit with, with a capital H and a capital S because he's a person. He's doing the work with your cooperation. Can I get a witness? Don't think you don't have any part to play in this radical change. Not by works in righteousness which we did ourselves. You didn't do it yourself. You just think you're so good. But according to his mercy, say mercy. And look at the next part. He saved us. You didn't save yourself. In a sense, and I'm, some of you know where I'm going, and I'm not going to get into that. In a sense, you had nothing to do with it. He saved you. It was the Holy Spirit who convicted you. It was the Holy Spirit saying, I feel empty. It was the Holy Spirit who told you and me, stop lying. Stop telling health truths. Stop getting a fix. Stop drinking all that alcohol. I hope I got on somebody's nerves. Go ahead, walk out. But you won't be able to walk out on God. Because... 
I don't know. I think this was this morning. I, I forget it. God's everywhere at one time. He's omnipresent. That means everywhere at one time. And it's a wonder that this God who is everywhere lives in the heart and soul of every born-again Christian. Why are you repeating this again? This is page 44. Not by works done in righteousness, which we did ourselves, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Did you know that it didn't say he is saving us, although there is a such a thing as saving us? He saved you through the washing of regeneration and renewing. Say renewing. Whatever that word renewing, I, 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 know, I know what it is, but I can't pronounce it. But all I'll say is it means, a, it means not a wash job like a bath, but all the way on the inside. Well, I'm going to go to number 45. If our own deeds were now the basis of our title to eternal life, the work of Christ would be equally unnecessary. I'm going to repeat that. Let it soak in, please. If our own deeds were now the basis of our title to enter, let me slow down, to eternal life, the work of Christ would be equally unnecessary. If you, let me stop. If you could earn your salvation by another means, I'll tell you right now, and the Bible says it, Christ died in vain. He died in vain. Let me add this, and I don't want to dwell on it. If he hung on that cross, that's right, he hung on that cross. And before I finish this up, I'm going to say it again. I don't know if it's coming up. I think it is. No man took my life from me. I laid it down. He laid it down. You didn't take his life. Gotta stop for a minute. He laid it down. I don't want to go any further because I just don't want to go any further. It is a great fundamental principle of the gospel that the good works of men I can't almost read it, good works of men come in for no share in justification of the soul. Say justification. justification. Here's what's radical. When you got saved, God justified you. What do you mean by that? He gave you a robe of righteousness. That's all I'll say. They are in no sense a consideration on account of which God pardons a man, receives him to favor. 
the only basis of justification is the merit, say merit, of the Lord Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Say Lord. Yes, and I double wash my hands, and I'm washing my hands. You can't see it. Can I get a witness? But there's one thing, and I didn't, I didn't mean to say this. There's one thing I couldn't wash my hands of. The innocent, priceless blood of the Son of God. The only basis of justification is the merit. Well, what merit? The merits we're already talking about. Translated into the kingdom of his dear son. A pardon from the power and penalty of sin. And all the other things that I've been trying to talk about. And in the matter of justification before God, all the race is on a level. What do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? We're all sinners. We were, maybe put that in the past tense. We who are born again... You're a sinner. You're on the same level as anybody else. You really think you're good. I'm going to say it again. Forget it. Radical number six. I can tell right now I'll never get done with 12 because I'm, I'm going to end on time. This is another radical that happened to you. Your body is now the dwelling place of God, the Holy Spirit, who lives with all true believers, who has been born into the family of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? I'm going to let that soak in as I read it again. Your body, that's right. This Pastor Jack likes to use those Greek words. Your body, this soma, this physical body. And now the dwelling place of God, the Holy Spirit, who lives within all true believers. Say true believers. I want you to examine yourself right now. Are you a true believer? Or are you just going along with the program? Oh, I'm a Christian, but I can still do just what I want. You better wake up before God wakes you up. You can't do anything because God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in there. And 1 John chapter 3, I think it is, tells you can't keep on sinning. What's that? You got another radical dimension to your life. He's called the Holy Spirit. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, for it beholdeth him not, neither know him not. The world doesn't know who the Holy Spirit. You should. You know him, for he abides with you and shall be, say the next two words, in you. And I'm not talking about something metaphorical again. I'm talking something that really happened. The Holy Spirit, Christ the Son, and God the Father, it's not in this verse, but it's in the Bible, came to make his residence right in your human soul and spirit. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, even as God said, I will dwell in them. The collective body of believers is called the church. And walk in them. 
and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Hallelujah indeed. I don't know why I read, read this over again, but I know I put it here. This is no mistake. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Say idols. God is jealous for his glory. And Christian, I'm talking to you. Who do you love the most? That car. That money. That television station. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to have them. No, don't you dare go out and tell others that he was talking about. You. Now, I did not say that. You cannot put anything before God but God. I got to wash my hands again. <sighs> Comment. The company of believers, the church, are the temple of the living God. You got to look those up yourself. I'm not going to look them up for you. If you want them, you can check them out afterwards. 48. You gain the ability to understand spiritual truths which unbelievers do not have. How be it, when the spirit of truth has come, he shall guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak from himself, but what he thinks he says, he hears. Did you get that? Yes, I'm, I'm jealous for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. It says the things that the Holy Spirit hears. Only a personality can hear. These things he speaks. He's called the he. He will declare you the things that are come. You and I, it is necessary to get into the word of God. But he who helps you to understand the Bible is the Holy Spirit. Consider what Paul is talking to Timothy. I say, for the Lord Jesus shall give you. Wait a minute. You just said the Holy Spirit. Don't you know you could talk to Jesus too? And he, that's right. We have this thing, and I'm not putting it down, so don't think I am. I'm not talking heresy. I, the formula, the natural formula is to pray to God the Father through Jesus. But I'm going to show you in a moment, even if I don't get that. Did you know you could talk to Jesus? Can I get a witness? Why shouldn't I be able to talk to somebody who died for me? You're crazy. Go ahead, brother. Preach. I'm going to just say this. I hope you'll laugh. Don't you know at our Bible study on Mondays, we got some real preachers going on. We join in and we help each other. And we have to explain. Well, Brother Bruce, you just said the natural formula. Consider what I, Paul, say for the Lord. Well, who is the Lord? Shall give you the understanding. Did you know in the actual text? No, and I'm not a Greek scholar. I just know what the Bible says. If you ask me 
This is Jesus saying, you can talk to me. Why do you keep on putting up the Lord Jesus? Because he is the great God and Savior. That's who he is. If anybody puts him down, I'm ready to fight for his deity. He is both God, 100% God, and man. And I know I'm repeating myself, for in him dwells all the fullness, not half full. He's not half full man and half full God. He's fully man and fully God. And he sits at the right hand of the throne on high. And he makes intercession for you because he sat down on the right hand, which is a sign that it's done. It's over. Who sins did he make purification of? Your sins and my sins. Well, I'm too good to be a sinner. You're lost. And I don't like to say this, but if you continue in your way, you're going to spend eternity separated from God. Don't you know when he died on that cross, he was separated from his father. You may ask me for anything. You can ask Jesus for anything in his power to do for you. Some things we ask for, we better not get it. Can I get a witness? And you can look back and you can say, Lord, I thank you for not letting me do go that way. Lord, I thank you for not letting me have that thing. It would have ruined me. I think I better go to just one more. Maybe two more. I'm looking at that clock. Someone tell me to take my time. Don't tell me to do that. I'll be here for another 62 hours. You may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Prayers, look at the bottom. Prayers not only to be made in the name of Christ, but I hope you get the next thing. Prayer is not only to be made in the name of Christ, but to him. You became, this is another radical. You became a worker in God's force to accomplish his plans for planet Earth. Let me repeat that. You became you became a worker in God's force to accomplish his plans for planet Earth. God has a plan for you. Well, I th yes, it was on Thursday. The only one who's going to clear up the many traumatic and miserable and catastrophic things in this life and when God brings about a new heaven and a new earth government can't do it only the Lord God can do it and I'm not saying they shouldn't try but at the bottom end of it only God can bring about the utopia which we are so looking for a new heaven and a new earth but in the meantime, say meantime, 
you and I are responsible for spreading the radical news. Don't sit back on your laurels and say, I'm saved. And I'm not denying that you're not saved. But God has a work for you and I to do. Would you get that, Brother Bruce? And working together with him, we entreat you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain, for we are God's fellow workers. Say fellow work- workers. We've got work to do. Yes, the Lord. What do he want you to do? Radical. Eight. I'm begging you. We're begging you. We are ambassadors, therefore, on behalf of Christ, as though God were entreating you by us. We beseech you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. This is it. This is my last one. I don't want to. I'm just going to stop. Because... Because I should. We are ambassadors, therefore, on behalf of Christ, as though God were entreating you. An ambassador, that's you. That's me. An ambassador is a person sent from one sovereign power to another and is supposed to represent the person. Ah, let me slow down. Thank you. Supposed to represent the person of the sovereign by whom he is deputed or deputed. Christ, while on earth, represented the person of the sovereign, that God the Father, his apostles, and their successors, that's you and me, represent the person of Christ. Christ declared the will of the Father to mankind, apostles and so on to declare the will of Christ to the world. We are ambassadors for Christ. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm closing up the book. Are you an ambassador? I'm going to be hard on you. Or are you a just lazy Christian? You're just downright lazy, and I'm just going to be honest. Shame on you. Can I get a witness? Get off that seat and ask God what he would have you to do. When Paul was on his way to Damascus, persecuting the Christians, having them defame, dishonor Jesus Christ, God struck him. No, not that God struck him. It was the Lord Jesus. And when the Lord Jesus struck him, and I don't know if he was on a horse or not, but he struck him. And his words were, Who are you, Lord? And Jesus said to him, I am Jesus. I am the Lord Jesus. Who's the Lord of your life? 
I gave you, I had more, I gave you some of the radical things that happened to you. You're an heir of God. You were in the family of God. You've been forgiven of all, not half your sins, all your sins. And let me end it with this. Here's another thing, and it's not in this. Hallelujah. I've been delivered. You've been delivered from the power of the God of this world. You were on your way to hell. And God rescued you. Let's give a hand to the Lord Jesus. I'm done. Take this thing. I, I can get down, but okay.